Welcome to episode 75 of The Music Room. In today's podcast episode, I am interviewing Bill Henry and Bruce Veit from The Music Podcast for Kids, all about creating YouTube videos for students as well as their podcast. A little bit about each of them before we begin. Bill Henry is a seasoned elementary music teacher, co-host, and creator of The Music Podcast for Kids and YouTube creator for Mr. Henry's Music World. His YouTube channel has received millions of views with thousands of teachers using the entertaining and educational videos in the classroom. Award-winning singer-songwriter, educator-author, and podcaster Bruce Veit is well known for his ability to traverse all age groups with his fun and witty lyrics. From his debut hit, Don't Put Your Cat in the Washing Machine, to any number of his other kid favorites, the words are memorable, the tunes are catchy, and the message is educational. His song, Don't Put Your Cat in the Washing Machine, is now a children's book available on Amazon. Bruce is a music teacher at Northeast Elementary School in Northeast Maryland. He lives in Nottingham, Pennsylvania with his wife and four children. I am super excited for you to listen to this interview, so here's the show. so excited to have Bill Henry and Bruce fight on the show to talk about their music podcast for kids and to talk about their YouTube channel. So hi, Bill and Bruce, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Great. Good great. To be here. Yeah. Good to have you on the show. All right. So I'd love to just start off by having you both tell us about yourself and your music educator journey, as well as your YouTube channel and podcast. Go right. for it, Bruce. Well, I'll start off. Yeah. So uh, my name is Bruce Fight. I uh, am married, have four kids. I've been teaching uh, uh, elementary music for, oh gosh, my 23rd year. I feel old saying that. And uh, elementary uh, general and choral music. And I started out teaching private lessons back in college. And then once I got my degree, then still taught private lessons, but you know, pretty much in the elementary music area. I also tune pianos and write songs, kids songs, things like that. So lots of music stuff. <laughs> awesome. All right. And Bill. So yeah, I'm Bill Henry. Um, I've been teaching elementary music for 16 years. Both Bruce and I, we teach in the same county. So we both live in Pennsylvania, but we teach for Maryland. So uh, Cecil County, Maryland and yeah, we both do elementary music there. So I'm on my 16th year. Uh, this is this year was pretty exciting for me because I was a I'm I switched schools. I was at uh, split between two schools for the first 15 years and then moved to a different school. And at that school, I'm able to just be at one school and doing you know elementary music there the full time at that one school. So it's been pretty pretty cool. Plus it's closer to my house, which is nice. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about my, uh, music education journey. And yeah, I'm married, have two kids. My son just turned six, which is kind of crazy. So that was, uh, we just celebrated that. So yeah. And then YouTube I've been doing for whew, I like my own personal YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. It's been like two years, maybe a little over two years now, which is kind of hard to believe. And then the podcast, actually, Bruce, we were just talking about. Yeah, it's three going on three years, right? Three years. Yeah. And it's it just so strange because I feel like we were both kind of like, huh, we feel like we're just getting started. You know, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've been doing that for yeah three years. And it's, yeah. uh, it's just a lot of fun. And I have a YouTube channel too, but it's more just my original songs that, you know, oh, and stuff. so starting to do some yeah. how-to tutorials, that kind of fun stuff. Oh, cool. I'll have to link to that in the show notes as well. And is it because you were teaching in the same district that you met and started doing the podcast together or how did that happen? 
Yes, it's kind of a great, I think it's a great story. So there's a radio station in Lancaster, Pennsylvania that I, they play a lot of my songs on their show called The Kids Cookie Break on Saturday mornings. So Bill and I went up, we have written some, a couple of songs for some local authors and they invited us up to go up to be in studio with the books and all that with our songs. And we were coming out then I was standing at my car and, and it just out of the blue, I was like, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to have a music podcast for kids. And Bill goes, well, let's do it, man. Let's go. Let's go. What are you waiting? I'm like, okay, yeah, great. So that was pretty much how it started. And it was like, you know, full speed ahead <laughs> from yeah. that point. So it was, it was pretty fun. That's yeah, and, awesome. Bruce, and Bruce and I, I mean, we've, you know, we've known each other this whole, yeah. that whole time, just going to professional development, uh-huh. you know, at the beginning of the year. And we would always, <laughs> you know, be like, oh man, it's probably a good thing we weren't friends in high school because yes. we would have gotten in a lot of trouble, <laughs> you know, because we were always goofing off and, you know, became good friends during those professional development days. And I just couldn't think of anyone more perfect to do it with. I mean, it's just such a pleasure yeah. to work with with Bruce on creating just fun content for kids. So yeah. yeah, it's really been a lot of fun. And we use a lot of the the humor and the the goofiness in in the show, which yeah. is you can do that in the classroom too. That's kind of where it's based from as well. But just to be able to have that freedom to kind of let loose and yeah, that's <laughs> great. And just out of curiosity, you said that you were writing songs for authors. Are these mm-hmm. songs that were like going along with a book? Or can you let yeah. that? So the the one, the first one that was Steve and Jean Goodwin, it was actually a, a professor that Bill's wife had, right? That's in right. college. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a book on kindness. One of his courses is on on kindness and, and human development. And so <clears throat> it's a, called Milton the Christmas Moose. So it's sort of like a, a Rudolph type story, but mm-hmm. he's a, a, a moose that has, you know, one antler is a little bit smaller than the other. So, and all the, the other moose, you know, make fun of him and stuff. So the song is a, kind of a funk Christmas song for uh, all telling about just kind of encapsulating the the book and then yours bill was the was it easter or yeah 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 benny the bunny so it was kind of like uh i think the goodwins were coming up with a uh kind of like a series Uh revolved around different you know christmas and easter and then they did one like around for earth day so i did i did another song Mm -hmm. for that as well so milton goes green i think was the name (laughs) of that one so yeah we we were kind of commissioned by the goodwins to to write that song so it was fun because we got to you know i would like talk to bruce like well what do you think about that you know so i felt like the collaborating already kind of started yeah. um you know even before the podcast so with the, Shooting with ideas. the music yeah it's kind of nice too because we can be really honest with each other like yeah you know <laughs> like yeah that doesn't that doesn't work right. <laughs> yeah. too many words there but it's great <laughs> yeah but it's great it's good like get that feedback <laughs> yeah That's awesome you both have such like interesting and unique backgrounds we could do a whole other podcast episode just on like songwriting, but but I'm going to try to be focused here. All right. So let's get back to YouTube. So how did you get started creating YouTube videos? I I can start with that. You know, I I started creating these videos like years before I I even put them on YouTube and they were these animated shorts. And I remember even, you know, during professional developments, like, Hey, Hey, Bruce, come check this out. You know, and I would show them kind of what I was doing. And the reason why I was creating these videos, these, it was like these animated shorts was to coincide with a curriculum I wrote for the piano. And it was really more like for a private lesson kind of world. But then I, I always wanted to create an online piano course for kids where kids could access a course and do it asynchronously, but to really like lead them you know, through um, the process of learning music 
with the piano as the core instrument. And so I started creating like a bunch of these animated shorts. And then eventually I was just like, you know, I just need to put these on YouTube. And I, I launched a whole bunch of those on YouTube along with some other things and then started to create some new videos. And I think I just kind of caught the bug. Like I just was like, oh, I really like doing this. This is fun. And uh, I was noticing that people were consuming it and then also using it in the classroom. So I thought that was pretty cool. So that's really how it got started. I mean, I was actually creating video way before and I didn't have any background in creating video. It was just, I had this kind of vision and thought I can figure this out and just started playing around with it. So yeah. Right. And I'm sure with the pandemic and distance learning and all of that, it just seems like more and more people are showing like rhythm read along videos and that kind of thing to students sure. are also creating them themselves too. So it's that's just right. really fun to see all of the work that's out there. And I've used some of your videos in my classroom. Oh, cool. A big hit. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, Bill and I were talking a while ago about there was a day when to show a video in music class was very taboo. Like you're not actually working if you push that button, you know? That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That, and now it's like a, a resource that people, they can't live without. It's, it's, it's just wild from years past to see how that philosophy has changed on how to use those different resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sure. That's a great point. All right. So what was, you know, tell us about one of the favorite YouTube videos that you've created. So, yeah, I was thinking about this. <laughs> it's tough to say. I, I mean, I do love all of them in some way, but the one, the one I think I, I like the most was the St. Patrick rap. And I think the reason is because I just had so much fun creating the music for it. And it actually started out as like a completely different tune, completely different idea. And I just like, it wasn't really working. And so I just built something else from scratch and it kind of hooked in and I was able to create these different voice parts. And I, I just had a lot of fun piecing it together. It kind of reminded me of almost like a Mumford and Son. I was trying to get that kind of like drive, you know, yeah. that they have. And uh, so I just had a lot of fun doing it. And it, it, I also like trying to get that different ethnic sound in there, but then also trying to make it kind of poppy. So I, I felt like that's like the one that, Maybe I'm most proud of. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But it, it was just a lot of fun to build. So that's super fun. I'll have to check that out. I can put that into the show notes as well. Yeah, cool. All right. So if a music teacher wanted to get started with creating their own YouTube videos, what would either of you suggest as far as like programs or, you know, oh, just where to begin? I do a lot of live, like just a regular video with guitar, uh, you know, tutorials, that kind of thing, or just a, singing a song, probably the easiest way to start just to get familiar with the camera and kind of getting comfortable behind the camera just to make sure that everything's flowing well. And then of course, Bill took it way further where combining the animation plus the, the live video as well, but starting out just like that would be the easiest, but then Bill, you've got a bunch of great bunch of programs you use. Yeah. I mean, Bruce, that's a great point. And, you know, just, just starting to play around with a camera, you know, I guess that's really, that's part of it. And then if you're like, man, I really want to be on camera, you can always <laughs> try, you know, doing some, some animated things too. Probably the easiest thing to do. There are tutorials out there I've seen on YouTube on how to create rhythm play alongs, for example. So I think going to YouTube and actually finding um, some of those tutorials is the first thing to do. And, and I look through them like, what? how are other people creating these? Like I was curious. And yeah, you can do it without 
really paying for anything. I think all the programs are free. Some folks use like PowerPoint or even Google Slides and they figured out a way to manipulate it. So yeah, there's plenty of things out there that you can get for free. You know, a lot of a lot of people ask me like, well, what program do you use? And I do use a bunch of different programs. Final Cut Pro is like where I kind of do everything. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay for that, you know, and to create these videos, like there's a lot of things I'm pulling from and it is costing, you know, it is costing money because I've just dedicated time to really putting into doing these. But you can get like if you want to just create some stuff for your kids, do some play alongs at tempos that you want to do, you can definitely do it and it can come out really, really good. And you don't have to spend all of that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Even Google, like Google Slides, you can create like lyric videos are, are probably the easiest to to create. Mm -hmm. You know, some schools still do use the old textbooks, I guess. But if you, you know, have a, a song that you've written or a song that, you know, or you're adapting a particular song, that's probably a really simple way because you can make different slides and make the lyrics different colors and then just line it up in your whatever software you're using. Yeah, exactly. And and also, I, you know, I think probably the best thing to do, though, is just to like get into a program and just start messing up. Like, that's what I did. Like, I can't tell you how many times that I would like start something and like just it would by the time I went through it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it <laughs> just completely messed up and I just can it and I restart, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just getting in there and, and just figuring it out. And it's amazing what you can YouTube, right? The University of YouTube just... <laughs> Yes. Get on there and say, how do I make this thing move, you know, and, and yeah. you'll find something. Yeah, it's a good point that there are all these different kind of entry points. I started creating a few rhythm play alongs and I did start with just PowerPoint and iMovie mm -hmm. and I just had yeah. PowerPoint yeah. images and I had like the beat moving on each slide and then I inserted it into iMovie, but uh -huh. I did just get Final Cut Pro because I bought a new MacBook and nice. got like the package deal where you can get Final Cut Pro because I'd heard such good things about it. And there are some really cool fancy transitions and stuff. I'm super oh, yeah. excited, but I have yeah. a friend who just created a rhythm read along and she just used, I don't know if she used maybe PowerPoint, but instead of inserting a bunch of slides and lining it up in iMovie or whatever. She just did a screencast of her computer, put the music on, and then just manually clicked through the slides herself. And I was like, oh yeah, that's super smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a big time saver there. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Actually for, for a lot of mine, I'm starting to now get into the point where I'm getting into Final Cut and having the object move it. Like I'm manually kind of telling it where to go and having it move. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm still learning, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out, but a lot of those are actually me physically moving it. And you know, there's, there's other things I'm doing in there to kind of like, I'm slowing it down and then speeding it up. So there's, there's some other things that within final cut, I can then manipulate, but that's generally what's going on. It's like, what you see is me actually physically moving the object across and just capturing it by screen flow. So that's like another program that I'm using, right? but then that's exported out and then it's put in a fun, right? Yeah, so there's other things right. going on, but yeah, I mean, that you can even just do that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and transition into the podcast. So how did you both get started? You talked a little bit about that, but how did you get started with your podcast? And the podcast is called, am I correct? The music podcast for kids. Yep. That's right. Love music podcast for kids. Yeah. So yeah, back at the radio station, we said, okay, let's, let's go for it. So that was actually in my family. We had had a, there was a pretty tough time. We had a tragedy in, in my family that kind of 
prevented me from doing some stuff in the beginning, but, but Bill kept just started right on, started writing, you know, episodes. And uh, so then we got writing, you know, all these episodes and we kind of gear it towards how we work in our classroom. So it follows, you know, we have an introduction word of the day and main subject. And once we got that template set up, you know, it's really just a you know, kind of fill in the blanks and, and it works. And then it, that way it's familiar for the, the listeners as well. So they know the word of the day is coming up, the main subjects coming up. And then Bill was messing with in Logic Pro. That's another another Mac software. That's where he works all his magic with the, <laughs> you can get so many cool sound effects and all that kind of stuff. So we get together and record. We tried doing the long distance recording of the, the yeah. episodes, but it's a little too conversational to, to do long distance. So yeah. I go to his house right there in the studio and we script everything out. Yeah. We just read through it and we have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun reading through this. Sometimes we mess it up a lot too, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. What has been one of your favorite podcast episodes to record? We do have some interviews and some of the interviews are really, you know, a lot of fun. And we interviewed you, Aileen, and it's just so cool to talk to all these different ways of thinking, you know? So that's been really neat. We've been able to interview like Eric Whitaker, oh. Harry Gregson Williams, and he, yeah. he's the person who wrote the music for Chronicles of Narnia. And I mean, oh, just wow. t- tons of stuff he's written. So Jake Shimabukuro, the ukulele. Yeah, you know. that's awesome. Yeah. So it's been, oh man, it's just been so cool. Yeah to talk to people local, but then talk to like, you know, more of your nationally recognized people. And so that's been a lot of fun. One of the most recent episodes that I just, I had a lot of fun editing this one and just kind of piecing it together was our holiday one that we did. Yeah. And it was uh, Santa Claus (laughs) is trying to get to different parts of the world and his sleigh doesn't work. So he calls us to help him out and create music from that country to get get the sleigh up and running to get the magic going. So, and the point of the story was to get kids familiar with music that was happening during the holiday season, during Christmas time, like what's going on down in Puerto Rico and, and over in Africa and over, you know, so these different stops that we go to. And so it's always fun to, and that's like usually the gist of like what's going on. Usually we're going on some sort of adventure. We're yeah. traveling through time or, or something like that. And of course things happen that are not supposed to happen. And I'm usually the one that messes <laughs> things up and it's always the risk like, taker. <laughs> yeah, I'm the risk taker. And Bruce is the voice of reason, and but we end up doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and Bruce is the one that usually, you know, he's the one that starts meowing like a cat. Uh, uh-huh. Because you know we went back in time, or messes with the hair. We we have right. time mach- a time machine and uh, a <laughs> lot of lot of world travel, a time travel. Yeah, it, and then characters too. That's the other fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mister. Well, one of my favorite episodes, just because it, it ended up getting an outtakes reel, was the I think it was the electric guitar episode where Mister Harry Legs. The outtakes is on reels on our um, our YouTube page, but he yeah. he. There's an ice cream truck and he said, let's go grab a treat. And Mr. Harry likes is like, there's a crab in the street. And Bill does the Mr. Harry. Yeah. Legs. And there's, there's a sometimes crab on like, the street. <laughs> even with it, like I can't, there's just sometimes like I watch outtakes of other you know shows and stuff. And I'm like, exactly what they're doing now. Like that. It's just, you know, like Seinfeld or whoever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. They just can't quite keep it together. But so that was, that was one of my favorite ones because just because of that line, but. Yeah. Oh, I have some more listening to do. I've listened to some of your episodes, but I've not listened to those. <laughs> yeah. And I think the interview I was telling Bill earlier, the trout fishing in America, we got to interview them and they actually 
performed they actually had their instruments in their in their studio oh wow and they played some stuff for us they are such great guys they i mean yeah. it's like they're the kind of people like you've never met them before but when you talk to them it's like literally you've known them for 30 years like they just they're like you know your your uncle's funny friends that you know show up at the at the holiday party and it's like and everything just flows very natural it was they're just they're just wonderful people i think that was one of my favorite interviews yeah yeah, they were awesome. That's fun. All right. So I'm really curious. So you have, you know, these YouTube videos and then the, you know, these podcast episodes that are specifically for kids to listen to. So how have you set up your elementary music lessons so that your students can consume this content? Yeah, the, the lesson plans, the episodes were designed, as I said, very similarly to a music classroom. So it actually makes it fairly easy. So we have a time-stamped version of the episodes that we have lesson plans for. And it's literally a, it says, you know, press pause at this time so that it's very, very user-friendly because it can be very overwhelming because there's, it's a whole episode. There's lots of content, but mm -hmm. it takes it step-by-step step, and like a substitute can use it very easily. We had a, an English teacher, ELA teacher in middle school during the pandemic. She, she got it. She was like, Oh, I love this. My, you know, my kids, cause she ended up having to teach music off the cuff. So it actually follows lesson plans, follow the episode very, very carefully, very closely to make it as easy as possible and as enriching as possible. So the teacher doesn't have to stress about planning. The kids know what to listen for. There's visuals they can put up on the screen if they, if they need to. So I, I like this because I'm a step-by-step -step kind of person. So I, I wanted to make it as simple, as simple as possible for the, for the teachers, yet they're getting really good, really good content. Yeah. And then there's also, well, you know, Bruce writes all the lesson plans. He's uh, Bruce's nationally board certified teacher. So, you know, which is a big deal. I mean, that's, that takes a lot of work. Yeah. And, Probably you know, you're hair. less, you're in this set where the gray hair came from. <laughs> exactly. So his lesson writing ability is just like totally awesome. But there's also like extensions too, right? So like you can pause it and then it'll tell the teacher what to say during this time, or if there's any visual, like it's not just the kids listening to it and that's it. Mm -hmm. There are some other things that, you know, would just enhance what the kids are doing. And these are also just perfect for substitutes. Yeah. And the thing that here I am, the video guy, and what we really want to promote with this show, with the lesson plans and everything is to get kids away from the screen. Mm -hmm. So the kids using their imagination is something that we really strive for with this show. And when using it in the classroom, like I've used it in the classroom and the way that it sounds, it sounds like there should be picture with it. <laughs> right. And I've had kids going like, Mr. Henry, I can't see it. Where's, uh -huh. <laughs> Where's the video? Uh -huh. and I go, no, the video is in your head, you know? So, yeah. and once they get that idea, like you can kind of see, like it almost looks like they're not paying attention in a way, but then you start asking them questions They're Oh no, no. You know, and they know exactly what's going on. So it's really interesting. And it's something that, yeah, we just think is that's really part of the mission is to get kids away from the screen using their imagination. But of course, you know, learning about music obviously is auditory, right? So there are things that we have in there, super challenges, where kids are, you know, after they've learned about the music of Africa, they're going to listen for instruments that we discussed within that episode that they have to try and recognize, you know, is this from Africa or not, you know, mm -hmm. so things like that, all that kind of stuff is in there as well. And the discussion I wanted to mention too, with being screen free as much as possible, there's a lot of discussions, like asking the students questions and really just having a conversation. See, I feel like 
I just don't have any time, you know, my music class to just really just connect with the kids. This is a great way to just kind of hang out with your students for a bit and just get their feedback, get their experiences. You can share, there's a lot of opportunity for the teacher to share their musical experiences because we teach it, you know, but we like to perform it too. And we like to be the musicians. So it's really a good chance to just connect in a nice relational way within the lesson without having to feel the pressure of, you know, a time crunch because you can always, you know, come back to it later. And the other thing I you mentioned when we were talking, Bill, is the assessments are, we have a printable versions of the assessments for paper pencil. We also have like smart notebook versions of them, as well as Google Forms. So there's multiple ways, you know, to collect data, you know, for your, for, for grades or for your, you know, curriculum that you're keeping track of, of where the students are too. So I think that's helpful for teachers because it's all done for you. They don't have to, I, I hate making, you know, making up quizzes when they really don't want to. So yeah, so that, I think that's a big help for folks as well. For sure. This all sounds like really such a great library of resources. I mean, I think the point about students being so used to seeing video and having a visual to interact with, with this, it's really more focusing on auditory, which is, it's a great skill for them to develop. So yeah, I'm excited to use it in my own classroom. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Do you have any other favorite resources for music teachers that you'd like to share or talk about? We have a, what they call pocket offers, which are like, it's not like a full blown, we do have the full blown, you know, like whole unit, but I enjoy finding every once in a while you'll click through and say, oh, wow, there's a cool little lesson on, you know, whatever happens to be Africa or Australia. So we have like, we have them individually as well. So if you're, if you're doing world music and you're like, I, I just need something from Australia. I don't know. I can't find anything. You just click on it. It's, it's a lesson all in itself, you know, self-contained and it's very user-friendly. You can use it right away. I think that the convenience of those, I think is, is helpful because that's the way my brain works. I like to just, I don't want the whole big thing right yet. I just want that one lesson. So I think that's one of the, one of my favorite parts of what we offer folks. It's just that, that single, single lesson if they need a particular area. Yeah. That's great. yeah. And something that Aileen, we talked about we asked you when we interviewed you, it was like, well, what's one of your most favorite resources that you like to do? And you said the escape rooms. Uh-huh. And I that one episode that I was talking about for the Santa adventure, I actually turned that into an escape room. Oh, fun. And I, you know, that, so that was like done. First escape room I did was part of the wintertime wrap one that I have out right now. And it's part of those resources. But yeah, when you said that, I was kind of laughing. It's like, oh yeah, those are a lot of fun. They and they, the kids, yeah, love. they really are. Yeah, yeah, they are super fun. And and so that's that's something that we're hoping to do more of because our show is tends to be geared towards that. Where you know, the, if we're going on an adventure, you know, kind of just turn it into a an escape room style. You know, yeah. they're not so like more story, but where kids can interact with it a little bit more. So you know, that's something that we're excited to uh, to start doing. Yeah, that sounds really engaging and fun. All right. Anything else that you want to mention about YouTube or podcast or teaching in general? Our main goal is really just to help. We like during the, once all the lockdowns happen, everything, we just, our initial response was, we just want to help people get through. We, we were trying to get through it ourselves and we were creating things. We heard a lot of other people creating things. And so I, I think helping each other out, like we, with our, in our district, we share things all the time with other teachers. And I just think that's, it's really a great community, you know, to come together like that and to, and to share. So 
I share, you know, Bill's videos all the time. And we're always looking for people like yourself that have great resources to be able to to help others out. So search for as much of it as you can from whoever you can get it from. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Especially in times like these when everything is just not quite like it Crazy. used to. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, like groups, you know, groups on Facebook yeah. and all that are really, uh, they're really helpful. Yes. It's cool to just be able to connect with people and hear what they're doing. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, so getting on there, I think is, is really important too. So, yeah, I agree. All right. So I will definitely link to your website, your <laughs> podcast and your YouTube channel. Is there anything else, any other place that, so what is your website? So the website is www the music podcast for kids.com. Okay. So yeah. And on there, there's, you know, we have the, the podcast, of course, you can just, you know, listen right on the website and then, you know, podcasts, you can get who, you know, all kinds of places, yeah. Apple, Apple podcast. Um, I so Apple. yeah, I heart. Yeah. So all that stuff is linked in there. And then even with on there, we have a, a page called teachers and there's some free stuff you can get there. And then my, my website is uh, Mr. And uh, on there, I, you know, I have the, the, a lot of the videos, the YouTube videos and things like that embedded. And there's a lot of free resources that go along with those, those videos as well. So, yeah. And mine is brucefight.com. It has some of my original, original songs on there for my concerts, my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get that built up, but yeah. And Bruce's uh, website. It's, it's really great. You know, his original music is for kids. He does this uh, bubble song, you know, it's <laughs> tell the story about the bubble song, Bruce, with the, yeah. I, there's a person I went to, went to school with and her, one of her, her children, he was uh, nonverbal. And I just put this, you know, like in my basement, you know, like this dark, <laughs> dark room, I had my guitar and I'm like, Hey, this is a fun song I do with my kids at school. And uh, sang the bubble song. It's really bu- 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 bubbles. It's very, very simplistic. And she sent me a message and said, he's singing your song. Like, so it, it was like the first, oh, really the first time that I was like, I was ready to cry. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so wow. great. So it was, it was really, you know, heartwarming to, you know, a simple little dinky song like that to, you know, to help someone's child like that was just really, <laughs> it was uh, cool. Yeah. The power of music. It's great. All right. Okay, well, would you like to talk about what we're consuming? Sure. Yeah. All right. I can go first. Hi. Um, this is a movie that I've watched many, many times, but it's been several years since I saw it. We are going to The Wizarding World of Harry Potter over spring oh, break. I'm nice. quite excited. Have either of you been there? No. Okay, so I've loved Harry Potter, like from the very beginning, like I used to go to the bookstore at like midnight, like 1201 (laughs) on the night that the book was coming out so I could get my copy and then I'd read it until like three in the morning and then fall asleep (laughs) for a few hours and then read again. So yeah, I was, I was, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Uh, but it's been a long time since I picked up any of the books or watched any of the movies and my youngest daughter, Macy is in third grade and obviously very excited about going to, we're going to Disney too, but I'm really yeah. much more excited about the wizarding world to be honest. <laughs> um, but we watched um, Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I really do love this movie. It's so good. So it was yeah. just kind of nice to go back to a movie that I hadn't seen in a while and enjoy it just as much and watch her enjoy it too. That's awesome. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So I've been, so I'm like a huge fan of the karate kid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they have the Cobra Kai. That's, yeah. That's, and oh man, is that awesome? I just can't yeah. even believe how great it is. 
And like my wife's cousin is really into the Karate Kid too. And there was like, a, we were on vacation with, with their family and we were on a bike ride for like probably three hours talking about the Karate Kid. <laughs> and, and he, well, he actually, it's kind of an interesting story. He actually wrote a script called Miyagi. And he's been trying to like pitch it to the, the producers. And they're like, listen, kid, you can't do this. This is like this. You're not allowed to do this. And he just like keeps trying to get, you know, get it to happen. But anyway, you know, we, we would like really get in depth with things. And he's like, wow, you really know about the karate kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, it is just the best, you know, seeing like uh, the Terry Silver come back and, you know, like all this stuff that you see in these movies are now coming back with the show. So uh, I, I think the show's like pretty well done. It's like a perfect level of cheese, you know, like that yes. 80s yes. that was in the movies, but it's still like you're, you can't wait to watch the next one. So that's what I've been consuming. <laughs> We had finished, which season are they on now? Is it like season three? So we're on season three, wait, now uh, it's escaping my mind now. It's on three. Whichever, okay, yeah. So we had watched the first two seasons and then we Mm -hmm. just recently realized, oh wait, there's another season Mm -hmm. out, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in season three, it's like, it's it's pulling from stuff from the Karate Kid three. So like, like I know which one is, you know, it's ridiculous, but it's super fun. Yeah, it is. And my, uh, my middle son, we have three boys and a, and a girl, uh, my middle son, he was asking me about pirates of the Caribbean. Cause we, my youngest son was figuring it out on the piano by ear, just trying to mess around with oh, it. Fun. And he, my son was like, Hey dad, can we watch pirates of the Caribbean? I'm like, what's it rated? You know, he, he's like, what? so we figured it out and we just did a whole marathon and like stayed up. I'm a night owl. So stay in. My wife was like, you know, in bed at like seven. He's like, oh, how do you guys do that? <laughs> and uh, but he, he was loving. It. He was like, all right, Dad, let's do the next one. And we had, there was one that it was it was on like whatever it was prime or whatever. Most of them were on that. But then there was one that was not on there for some reason. I forget which one it was. I'm like, where are the most? So we're all like, we're searching for it and searching for it. Cause we were like driven to finish out the, the marathon. Uh-huh. And we finally found it. He's like, he's, I said, well, you have to rent. And he was like, can we rent it there? I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was so much fun. We just watched the, all, all of them, That's you awesome. know, pretty much in a row. It was, it was so much fun. <laughs> That's great. Well, That's all, awesome. all of us had some throwback. Uh, throwback <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah. too, I'm, I'm into the older country. I don't know if you can see it behind me there. Buck Owens. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> the older my daughter let me use one of her record players, so I got a bunch of old vinyl that I was like, yeah, get some old country in there too. So oh, fine. I don't want to sound too old on the, you know. Great <laughs> <laughs> <Ray> coming. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it has been so much fun to have you both on the podcast and I am super excited. I had already dug a little bit into, you know, your YouTube channel and the podcast, but I'm really excited to dig even more. There's even more resources than I realized. So, and I know that the listeners will be super excited to check those out too, for lesson plans, for sub plans, whatever. They sound really great. So thank you so much for all that you do to share with other teachers and with students all over the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. All right. All right. Have a great day. You too. You too. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing both of them. I will make sure in the show notes to put both of their YouTube channels as well as their podcast. All of those resources just look like they're really helpful for students. 
In my next podcast episode, I will be interviewing Miss Jenkins from The Chromatic Music Teacher. Super excited about that. You probably are following her on Instagram or on TikTok. So make sure to tune into that show as well. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.